You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. again hello everyone you're listening to the jcm podcast show with jessica cox and carissa mason yes you are <laughs> depending on the day yes what <laughs> i thought it was gonna be away <laughs> oh no no i just meant like depending on what personality we're dealing with oh like multiple personalities you're like an i'm carissa mason and you're I don't know, like depending on the day <laughs> anyway <laughs> I was like, not sure where to go with that one. <laughs> Clearly, it's um, it's, so it's Thursday morning, and Jess and I've had a crazy busy week, so we're bringing bringing you another manic podcast again. Yep. But that's be right. warned. Be warned. I keep thinking today's Friday. Yeah, which, it might as well be Friday. I know. Yeah. I kept like all last night, all the like Thursday night stuff. I'm like, oh, I've got to put the bins out. Got to do this. And Damien's like, no. Oh, it's I've, night. Well, I was even just saying yesterday to Tan and um other Jess I was just like I feel like I've missed a day this week like yeah. I, and I don't know if it's the long weekend throwing out because I'm working at the I'm doing Chloe's cafe in the morning anyway just because it's awesome and it's double time so why not yeah. but, <laughs> but so really I shouldn't even be out of sync it's still a five-day week for me yeah. but I was just like I feel like it's yeah like Tuesday and yes I felt like it was Thursday and then I don't I know. know what happened to Wednesday just screws <laughs> you up in the head uh, which anyway. has nothing to do really with what we're talking about today but I don't know some way we'll weave it in I'm sure we will <laughs> so our topic today is fatigue or contributing factors to, to fatigue. fatigue yep which is a massive topic it's right? actually huge like yeah, when I started writing out things, I'm like, oh, fatigue, what can we talk about? And then I've got a whole page of things we need to cover, and that literally was just at the drop of a hat. I'm like, this matters, this matters, this matters. Oh, man. It's like how long's a ball of string scenario, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. It's just like when someone comes in and they're writing down that they're fatigued on their form, it's just like, okay, right, yeah, let's cover everything. Yeah. Let's start taking off the layers and peeling everything back because there's so many factors so that could be going many, on. So many. So I think we'll sort of start at the let's, sort of let's start with easier basic, end and yeah. work our way to the more complex. complicated. Yeah, that's kind mm. of the way I structured my little list. I can, <laughs> can see, see that. that? Very some... well written list. Thank you. My beautiful writing. <laughs> um, so I guess the the most basic one um, is when it comes to fatigue is the first thing we look at because obviously if, if fatigue or tiredness if someone comes in with that it's an easy fix because mm. sometimes it is like sometimes it's just like you're just not eating right. Yeah. Um. So we've got poor diet or inflammatory foods or a combination usually of the two mm-hmm. or um even sometimes people that are eating right but probably not eating the right types of foods for them so yeah so we're talking about poor diet and mm-hmm. basically it's just if you're eating crap you're gonna feel like crap like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a, a equals b yeah equals b that one's that one's pretty good if that was it this oh, one God. Okay. done <laughs> done <See ya. laughs> More protein, more veggies, complex carbs, catch you later. Actually, it's kind of like that with fatigue, isn't it? If you have a client come in and you see that fatigue's an issue, you're just like, oh, this would be so sweet if it's just a diet. If it's just diet. And then you quickly flick to their diet page. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're just like, they're going to feel great in a week. I know. And you're like, woohoo, this is easy. But then if you look at their food and they're eating amazing and yeah. then they've got like ticked fatigue or even like chronic fatigue, you're like, oh, there's going to be so much going on. <laughs> so, so poor diet's pretty easy. Like basically... 
eating eating crap foods like fast foods, takeaway foods, high high processed foods, sugar mm-hmm. foods. If you're eating like that, um, don't expect to feel amazing. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much it there. Like you're not exactly. going to feel great if you're not eating great foods. And look, go back and listen to our podcast on macronutrient balance because yeah. that pretty much sums up everything dietary-wise. We're not going to go through that all again. Um, but essentially that's what we're yeah. talking about is macronutrient balance to stop yeah. those ups and downs through the day. Yeah, so sugar ish, yeah. crashed on your butt. Yeah, like cortisol, insulin. Like they all require the right types of proteins, right types of carbohydrates, everything mm-hmm. that we covered in that podcast. Yeah. So if you're doing that right and you feel like you are eating a fairly clean diet mm-hmm. um, and it is macronutrient balanced and you're still feeling a bit fatigued and run down, the kind of the next thing that we would look at as um, prackies is – are you eating the right types of foods for you? Mm-hmm. And that's where we can start seeing, um, obviously, if you're eating, let's say, say you're eating eggs and eggs don't agree with you, but mm-hmm. you don't really know that. Yep. Obviously, anything from a, even just a healthy food perspective that's going to drive an inflammatory response in your gut or your body is going to put a stress on the body and can ultimately end up in you feeling more tired or mm-hmm. like, less, like less clear than you normally would and a bit more run mm-hmm. down. I often, just to jump straight into one of our analogies, I always say... <laughs> To my clients, it's like constantly having a cold. So yeah. think about when you have a cold, your immune system is really busy dealing with yep. getting rid of that virus. So if you have an inflammatory reaction going on to constantly food or foods that you're eating, but it's sort of a constant thing, then you're constantly going to feel tired because you've got increased immune activation yeah. or increased white blood cell activation yep. going on. So it's just going to undoubtedly leave you more tired yeah if your body's constantly busy dealing with something that it really realistically doesn't have to be dealing with and that's yeah. going to be taking away from it doing the things that we should normally be doing as uh-huh. normal functionality i guess so yeah. absorbing nutrients breaking down digesting it's going to impair that process yeah. so yeah so obviously we've talked about this one before but you can mm-hmm. test to see what foods are problematic for mm-hmm. you so there's a really great um, food intolerance testing and you can do check your IgG and your IgA and immunoglobulins and see if there is reactivity for foods and that's yeah it's not like mm-hmm. oh, open and close that's done and dusted easy but yep. again we've got a whole podcast on that don't yeah. we yeah, yeah so go back and look for the one on food intolerances and we'll talk all about that too yeah. and dive a little deeper into the testing and what's involved and so forth yeah but they're you're right they're the biggest things we'll look at straight away yeah. Um, and make sure there's nothing go on, going on there, um, which realistically I know it doesn't sort of flow onto your list <laughs> next, but I sort of thought that kind of rolls. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump, Are you? but I'm just saying. <laughs> not coping right now. This will change in structure. <laughs> I'm just thinking that realistically for me, and I'm sure you're the same, the next thing when you're thinking about that is gut, right? Oh, so absolutely. you're going to basically go, all right, how healthy yeah. Is this person's gut, yeah. like what's going on? If they're obviously got a whole load of digestive complaints and yeah. stuff going on, then that's a massive area yeah. that's going to need investigation. Absolutely. like, And your gut and your liver. Like another one I've actually seen just coming back to food but then talking about gut and liver and just little things that drive inflammation. I didn't write it down there. But um, booze. Like if you're someone mm. who has a couple of drinks every night and you're feeling tired every day but you're eating well and you're exercising mm. – Knock the booze off. Mm-hmm. Like, go for that four to five alcohol-free days a week, and I guarantee yeah. you'll feel so much better. Like, just yeah. again, alcohol is a low something on a low-grade stress level that the body has to deal with constantly. Yeah. So, if you're having a couple of drinks every night, yeah, you're gonna have that low-level gut inflammation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, other things with the gut, then, since we've just <laughs> <on> this, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the evil eyes. Just devilize right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the more complicated gut disorders like SIBO and <laughs> yeah, SIBO, dysbiosis, so imbalance of you know bacterial yeah. um, it, issues in the, <coughs> the lower bowel, um, parasites. We've, we've again we've talked a lot about this in previous episodes, so you can scroll back through the podcast feed and listen to more of those. But essentially. Um, if you've got a lot of gut inflammation going on, you're going to end up with not only having that taxing feeling of increased energy mm. demand, but you're going to have um, propensity to, for way more malabsorption. So that's going to affect your ability to absorb all of your minerals, um, usually minerals more than mm. your vitamins, but um, and which, you know, again, would flow on to things like your iron and so yeah. forth. Um, so yeah, you generally with that question, if someone's got gut issues going on, they'll tell you they feel pretty crappy energy wise. It's It's just really, they come hand in hand. I mean, how can they not? It's pretty rare that someone goes, my gut's a total mess, but shit, I feel amazing. (laughs) Got so much energy. Bouncing off the walls. Bring out of bed in the morning with my big bloated belly. (laughs) (laughs) Got a picture of like Cletus from the Simpsons right now. Anyway, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we can't we can't sort of stress that one enough. And I'm sort of just thinking as a practitioner, those things that I'll sort of cross off the yeah. list that I would be looking at. Yeah. Um, and again, there's there's testing that we'll look at there if we think it's warranted. But it's, not everyone is going to have um, that gut picture as far as even the symptoms go. So I think through really thorough case taking if we suspect there's gut issues Mm. we may still go down that track but you know otherwise we might be like all right the gut doesn't seem like it's Mm. maybe the main player here let's start to look a little bit further yeah yeah so um it's probably like i suppose it's probably we'll have to change my list again (laughs) um (laughs) but speaking of that then when we're talking about like you know nutrients minerals all that sort of stuff um, iron and B12 are huge ones for people feeling run down and yeah. tired. So obviously yeah. if there is gut dysfunction, again, something else that goes hand in hand with that for us that we see is iron deficiency mm-hmm. or anemia. Like mm-hmm. iron deficiency can like, this is one that I think really probably needs a bit more attention than what it gets when you're looking at bloods, like not from mm. our end, but probably I know I've had clients come in and they're like, no, I've had my iron checked. It's fine. The GP said it's oh, fine. God, I'm like, cool. Time. Yeah. It's like, cool. Can you just send me your bloods? Let me have a look. And I'm like, mate, you're borderline anemia. Like yeah. that's not like I think, so I think the iron reference range for ferritin, which is our stored yes. iron, not our serum iron. So this is what we want to look at. The ferritin stores is um five to twenty or five to twenty five. Yeah, and well, I've, depending on the depending on the, the test rate, lab, reference yeah. range as well. Some of them start at like 20, 20 off the top of my head. Is it like they start at twenty or maybe fifty? Maybe it's around twenty or thirty and go up to like three hundred. For but serum. For, oh, no, for ferritin. For ferritin oh, yeah. sorry, you're talking about the serum iron. Oh no, 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 sorry, I'm talking about ferritin. Yeah. yeah, sorry, no, I meant like um, yeah, sorry, you're right. I just was getting confused. I was yeah. thinking ceramide. So your ferritin, yeah. So yeah. if it's sitting within, yeah, that twenty, twenty-five to couple hundred, yeah, yeah. which are, a couple of hundred is quite high. I have to yeah. say. Yeah, I usually are. I'm usually <coughs> looking for my clients to be ideally at least over a hundred. Oh like yeah, like a hundred, hundred and fifty, sort of mid-range, awesome. But yeah. once you get someone with a ferritin level that's starting to get down around 40, 30. yeah, I'm, I'm, pick, I'm thinking borderline anemia. Yeah, that. like that's and generally they will be they they will be feeling that it's be rare feeling, that yeah. people don't feel that, but yeah. a GP. Not all GPs, but a lot of GPs will be like, yep, fine, fine, fine because fine, nothing's fine. Yeah. flagged as being out of yeah. reference range. But 
that is a very poor storage of your iron. iron. It's very poor that amount means, to be able to yeah. pull from as far as your backup pool. Yeah, exactly. And that means you really don't have much mm. room to play. So if you know that you, say, seen a GP six months ago and you were feeling yeah. pretty run down then and they tested your iron, they're like, no, your iron's fine. Um, and they explained to you the difference between serum and ferritin. Say at that stage your serum mm. was maybe – or sorry, your ferritin was sitting around, say, 30. Yeah. Six months – if whatever's driving your iron um, depletion, whether it be a heavy period if you're a female, whether mm -hmm. it be gut dysfunction if you're male or female, parasites, all of that kind mm -hmm. of jazz, you don't eat meat because you're a vegetarian, anything that can affect our iron, six months down the track, if you've got a ferritin level that's sitting at 30, mm -hmm. you don't have much room to play with. And I guarantee you within – well, don't guarantee us from not the right <laughs> word. Don't make promises across <laughs> on podcast. Um, but more than likely, if – Whatever presentation is causing that for you, six months down the track, you're probably going to be starting to really crack that borderline anemia mm. level. Have you ever had low iron? Me. Yeah. No, I'm the flip side of it. I reckon uh. if we were to get screened, mm. I reckon um, we would probably carry one of those hemochromatosis mm. Not high, but my, yep. my iron is – I'm more of the person that – Mine just steadily climbs. Mm. So I probably sit, I think the last mine, last one was 290. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which ironically you can still end up fatigued from. Exactly. So that's the flip side. Yeah. Of it. So you have heat people who yeah. have hemochromatosis who store way too much iron yeah. and they sit anywhere upwards of 800 to um, a thousand in, in the thousands. Yeah. But then you have this, it's called, um, it's called early iron overload or yeah. low, low grade iron overload. And it's yeah. just people who maybe carry one of these snippets for a hemochromatosis gene or for whatever, for whatever yeah. reason can store more iron than others. Mm. And they will obviously, so for someone like me, like if I was to get genetically yeah. tested, dad's the same. I think his sits up around eight or 900. Wow. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. I had, um, really low ferritin. Like, yeah. I know I was still working at a health food store at the time, so I must have still been studying. And I'll, I'll never forget the feeling. I was just, like, driving to work mm. and just like, what is wrong with me? Like, I've yeah. had enough sleep. I'm eating right. And I just felt this horrible, like, fog. And I just mm. wanted to sleep all the time and all those classic things yeah, you know, yeah. look for now. But, God, it was horrible. And, like, as soon as I got it tested and saw it and got on top of that through, yeah. again, supplementation at that point, yeah. um, it was amazing how quickly it yeah. started to climb. Yeah. So. But even that's probably a really important thing to note that the don't supplement with iron unless mm. you know what is going on with your mm. iron stores. Exactly. Because you could be Jess or you could be me. So for yeah. me, someone, like I know when I found out about my iron, someone who I – like totally not thinking about it when I was, oh, I would have been early twenties. Like mm. just, Oh, I must, a doctor said to me, you might be anemic. Yes. Take some iron. No blood test. Yeah. So I was taking iron and then I, luckily someone else did my blood test and like, you shouldn't be taking so true. iron. And there's a lot of ads around about that now yes. about like women and it's how many, just... you know, one in however many are low in iron. And yeah, that might be a statistic, but you have to get tested. Yeah. So, and a lot of women will go, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to go and get some, get some iron. iron. How many just, times have we seen that in that. clinic? Don't they're like, oh, I'm taking iron. Why are you taking iron? Oh, because I'm tired. Did you do blood tests for? Yeah. And that's not having a go at clients. That's just yeah. that's just marketing and what yeah. you see on TV. And you think the only cause of tiredness yeah. is iron deficiency. Yeah. You can have too much iron and be tired. Exactly. Um, and I would also argue the point if your gut is in a mess yeah. and you're taking iron, it's uh, even if you have low iron, that's something that you need to look at whether you should be taking it yeah. at the point of your gut being so screwed up. Yeah, like for absolutely. me, I always want to get my clients' gut, gut better, functioning better. Particularly, if you've got really chronic dysbiosis mm. or SIBO. I want to like pull down some of that bacterial yeah, overload absolutely. first. 
and then start to put it back in where I know I'm not going to be like wasting it or fueling, fueling some types that's of the bacteria like, that will use that iron absolutely. as a fuel well, Paris, gobble it all up gobble on you. Gobble it all up. Like just bloody steal it. <laughs> Thieving bastards. <laughs> but they do. Like that's another thing. Like I find like people who have parasites, parasites are a classic one for stealing iron for their own replication. Yeah. So yeah. they kind of get first dibs yeah. really like <laughs> – so so hand in hand with um iron is b12 so b12 yeah. is b12 is one that i find um like not interesting but i think it's one that's overlooked a lot mm-hmm. like iron seems again to be the go-to but mm. b12 deficiency b12 mm. and folate but typically we see more b12 yeah um that also will affect how you feel from an energy perspective mm, hugely hugely also affect how you feel from a nervous system perspective yeah. so your b12 is Really, really tied in with um, our methylation cycle, which we're going to mm-hmm. do a podcast past blah, 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 podcast about that <laughs> at a later date. But there's so much to do with our nervous system, our mm-hmm. detoxification processes, and everything that B12 is needed for. So if you're lacking in B12, mm-hmm. and there's various reasons for that, again, mm-hmm. um, then you're going to feel quite rubbish as well. Yeah, definitely. So B12 can just be lack of dietary B12. So mm-hmm. that's definitely that's something we see with vegans and potentially vegetarians. So dietary is something. Mm-hmm. But gut dysfunction is huge mm-hmm. for B12. You're like passionate about this at the moment because you had that argument <laughs> with your mum about yeah. it, right? Yes, yeah, so passionate. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong, <laughs> yeah. So you have just <laughs> – she's like, B12 deficiency isn't affected by gut health. I'm like, yes, it is, and here's all my reasons why. <laughs> Because mum's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. We, we agree on a lot of things, but sometimes we have to agree to disagree on a lot of things. And I have to – oh, yeah, anyway. Debatable about who's right about all of them. This one I know I'm right about. Um, so you don't – you can develop a B12 deficiency as you get older from a um, – it's kind of like an autoimmune switch in your gut that kind of attacks – is it intrinsic, intrinsic factor? Intrinsic factor. As is it a cell? Like I can't Par- the parietal the cells. Parietal I bet you I just said that wrong because you know I pronounce everything wrong. Yeah. That's what I I think we actually agree on how really? to say something. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you don't always have, um, like, say, no intrinsic factor. It's something yep. that can happen. Like Some people don't, like, and they're born with, like, a B12 deficiency or they realise it early in life. But if you've got dysfunction or you've got gut dysfunction or inflammatory conditions going on in your mm. gut, it's kind of like it just starts attacking this thing that up- uptakes your B12 intrinsic mm-hmm. factor. So you can be eating B12 to the cows come home. I love that saying, to the cows come home. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, (laughs) you know eating foods rich in b12 taking a b12 oral b12 supplement um, and you just won't absorb it Mm -hmm. okay which is something that we do see a lot of and then that in turn can affect your iron as well or your red blood cells Mm -hmm. but that comes down to gluten's a big one for that but just gut inflammation so obviously then you need to look at if you're someone who is not absorbing your B12, then you need to look at other ways to get it. And that usually is um, intravenously or sublingually. Sublingual. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is so important, again, to understanding why you might be low in B12. Yeah. So if you're low, not just going and whacking yourself straight onto an oral supplement. Yeah. Like you need to figure out, okay, what's going on mm. so you know the correct form. Yeah. But also conversely, what we're saying with iron, like if you are uh, just fatigued, mm. don't just start taking B12 as well because Absolutely. if it gets too high, like your body will store B12. People think you just wee B12. Oh, people think that with all your B vitamins. Out, but B12 oh. gets stored and if you get too high, it can be really detrimental too. Yeah. Um, and I've had like even a couple of clients recently who have been working um, with their 
doctors or integrative doctors and just being like, oh, I'm really fatigued. Can I get um, a B12 shot or can mm. I get an iron shot? And then they're just giving them out without testing anything. Well, the other thing so is like, too, like, far out. Intra- like shots have their place, like yeah. iron infusions and Oh, B12 yeah, when they're needed, amazing, when they're needed. right? But too, like just think like at any given time, you're, you're never going to – eat that much iron or mm. that much b12 in one sitting so guess what guys your liver's gonna have to deal with that mm. on some level as well so mm. it's kind of like is if it is necessary great because it's going to make you feel mm. a shitload better yeah. than what you have been feeling but if it's really about testing and then working out the lesser of all the evils as to how you're going to boost yeah. these and again, why? And so why? if there's underlying issues going on, you need to deal with those. So the answer isn't to continually just have these shots yeah. and ride that shot for six weeks, feel good, and then it wanes. You're like, oh, my God, I need another B12 injection. It's like, yeah. okay, well, why? Yeah. What's going on there? There's a plethora of different things that could mm. be happening. Can you remember, like, I've never looked into this, but I just thought of them. Like, obviously, if you were to fix someone's gut function with that has developed, like, that whole intrinsic factor thing, I wonder if you can flip that back. Like, you know how you can switch yeah, on yeah. like, autoimmune? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you'd have to think there'd be a way. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The body's pretty amazing. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. I just thought of that. We can look into it yeah. further and yes. see if we can find any studies on it, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. makes sense to me. So yeah. I'm going to say yes. Yes, I'm going to say yes as well. <laughs> I vote yes. There's two in here. Majority We've rules. got two yeses. <laughs> so let's bump back up the list a bit um, to sort of some of those sort of... Uh, More classic ones. Yeah. So you, you were talking about um, or you had noted about lack of movement and exercise, which seems... It, like such a basic factor yeah. but it's huge in our society where we just sit all day we get up we go on public transport and then we sit in offices all day we yeah. often don't get up and move to eat we just you know sit. grab our lunch sit, sit sit at our desk sit more <laughs> yep go home on public transport then sit, sit and watch netflix <laughs> <laughs> sit. and it's just that sedentary lifestyle over yeah. and over again it's not you're not getting your lymphatic tissue your lymphatic tissue your lymphatics um, no, moving all that beautiful fluid around yeah. you're not getting good blood flow, you're not getting, therefore, your liver detoxifying as well as it could be. Think about how amazing you feel after you go for a brisk walk or a run and how you just feel more invigorated, besides the endorphins. (laughs) (laughs) Can we take our podcast for a walk? (laughs) (laughs) You really need to get that blood flow moving. Like, I mean, even you could take it to the more woo-woo side of energetically, right? Like, it's just just feeling that sort of energy just moving within your body. Like, it's... It's so vital. And again, if I think if we see clients who are super sedentary and we can get them moving a couple of times a week and it doesn't have to be intense exercise, it makes a massive change. But I will also say the problem with exercise is that it's often tied up in poor energy. So if you feel like crap, you've got no energy, you won't move. So we've got to get you feeling better. And then people are like, you know what? I feel like getting up and going for a walk. Sometimes it is. It's just breaking that, breaking that mold a little bit. Yeah. But I just, I do think it's an important point. Like if people are eating well um, and feeling like everything's okay, but just don't feel like they're a hundred percent. Not everyone feels hundred percent all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like essentially, if they're just sitting on their butt all the time, yeah. Um, like I know you, you can... doesn't listen to these. So. <laughs> he's a good example. He probably like does. <laughs> you know, he generally eats pretty well until he finds mm. the squirms, sour squirms in the freezer. Oh, Do he keep squirms in the freezer? Yeah, why are they frozen? I don't know. He likes them frozen. It's mm. freaking gross. But, you know, he <laughs> generally eats well, but he just sits on his butt all the time yeah. and has just started going yeah. to the gym the last few weeks. Yeah. 
which is um, me <laughs> once or twice a week at the moment. Better than but, nothing, better than You know, nothing. you can see, like, just getting that energy flowing, yeah. how it's starting to help. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Like, you really just can't underestimate when it comes to, um, you know, just energy and combating fatigue. Just on a basic level, if there's not much else going on, just the mm. importance of movement and well-balanced meals. Mm-hmm. It's just... Oh, I don't even think there's a word for it. <laughs> Extraordinary. Magic. Magic. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, so <laughs> another big one would be sleep. Sleep's... I think I feel like we've just, we have talked about sleep before, um, maybe in relation to hormones, but mm. lack of sleep is obviously a big one. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to feel like crap. And we've yeah. all been there. Like yeah. it's it's a huge one. It's a, again, again, a vicious circle if you're, stressed you're potentially not sleeping properly and then you can get personally i can can do this one um get stressed that you're not going to sleep yeah. and then it kind of potentiates into this worse cycle like insomnia yeah and because fully can go to like an insomnia sort of mm. situations um and as soon as you're in that sort of pattern of lack of sleep over yeah. and over it just is so debilitating yeah and unfortunately it often causes people um, to make the wrong choices with their food yeah. as well. And, again, they don't want to exercise because yeah. they don't have enough energy. Yeah. Um, so I find a lack of sleep can be a massive one. And there's really cool studies that even show that mm. if you take people and sleep deprive them and change nothing else. So one control group, they're eating exactly the same as the other control group, um, similar activities and mm. so forth, but one control group is just deprived of sleep that – um, that control group deprived of sleep will actually either gain weight um, or conversely the one that is sleeping well will lose weight with a little bit of the same activity that they're doing. Yeah, right. So you actually can see that metabolically the system really, really struggles with not having that replenishment that yeah. you get and, and then there's healing like, while you're sleeping. Well, then there's like the people, like the shift workers and, and, yeah. new, and new mums. I like, do I don't, well, my mum's a shift worker yeah, and true. she's... She's just a machine, honestly. Yeah. She can just switch. Like my dad, I, how she has spent 35 years sleeping beside my father's snoring. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Like I wish, is it totally inappropriate for me to like imitate his snoring? Like, he's not but, Maybe back off from the yeah, microphone slightly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and this can go on. Like when we go camping, right? So not only does my mate, my mum a shift worker, she has to sleep beside dad. Sorry. So when we go camping, oh everyone, like we set up the tarp and then we all just watch where dad goes and stakes his tent out and we totally set up at the other, side, <laughs> at the other end. I've dragged him down the beach on his swag before just so I could have a decent night's sleep. I'm like, Greg, get up. We're, we're taking him down the beach and we just skull drag him down the beach. But like for shift workers, like your sleep's already so messed up. And again, there's studies on shift workers and just – even just the change in their circadian rhythms, yeah. like the, the all of that just – and then their food choices. and yep. So there's stuff that is out of your control when it comes to sleep and busy and busy mums yeah. or new, new mums that have mm-hmm. babies that don't sleep well. So like I've, I've got a lot of clients, I'm sure you do as well, and you just like if we could just get you to have mm. a good night's sleep, mm. so much stuff would be better. Oh, God, for, yeah. Would yeah. be better for you right now. 
So true. I yeah. what that snore's going to sound like. I know. <laughs> Carissa just blew the I sat right back stats on the recording to like full full level. So sorry. sorry I don't know what that's going to sound yeah. like in your ears, guys. But it was freaking hilarious here. <laughs> but it just goes on. I'm not kidding. We recorded it one night and played it back to him. And Dad's like, oh, it's sound like that. I'm like, mate, you freaking do. <laughs> Damien recorded me snoring. Oh no, that's so I was so, so mad, isn't it? That's like mortifying. Yeah, like, I'm like, it's so nasty. It's nasty as. Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> I don't know even, where that is, but. That's not even okay. <laughs> oh, man. I know, it's a bit of a weird one too, because usually it's kind of like, okay, what can we do for lack of sleep? Yeah. But, you know, there's so much of it's driven by lifestyle and by what's going on in your mind. And yeah. I know for me, it's often driven by stress and being yeah. way too overactive. So yeah. there's things that we might help people with as far as certain supplements yeah. to help kind of calm them down mm. um, and to relax. But far out, so much of it, I think, is driven by outside circumstances yeah. and being able to, like, calm yourself down. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. just even, um, like... Like even just really simple things, like if you don't sleep well um, and you, you you say you're not a mum with a newborn baby and you're not a shipper, mm. you just don't sleep well, then there's obviously lots that can be done. But there's so much to do with even just sleep hygiene, like sleep in a dark mm. room, keep your phone and your devices away from you, yeah. don't read crazy books that stimulate your yeah. imagination and everything or watch TV shows that do the same thing right yeah. before you go to bed. If you know you're someone mm. – like I don't have issues sleeping. Like mm. I'm – yeah, I, you're lucky. I'm pretty pretty good. Like the yeah. minute my head hits the pillow, I'm yeah. out within probably ten minutes. Yeah, sometimes too. And um and routines. I think I, routine, I think it's yeah. really interesting how for kids we have routines for them when they're young. Yeah, like the whole like let's bathe you and read your story, and it's just like their whole oh, mind. I want to is... be a kid again. You just said that so nice. I'm like, <laughs> someone bathe me and read me a story. <laughs> just... Is that creepy? <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm like looking at you. <laughs> There's this whole, like, sort of little um, mindset that changes. It's like, yeah. it's sleepy time. But yeah. as an adult, like, if you think, all right, before I go to bed, half an hour before I go to bed, I'm going to have um, a shower and, uh, you know, you could do a bath. That would be awesome. But even if it's just a shower, mm. turn the light off, put a candle on in the bathroom yeah. and then hop into bed, put some lavender oil on your temples or on your My sister's you know, big for lavender oil. I use Huge. it. Huge. And yep. it's all, it all kind of triggers this whole, like, yep. um, I'm going to bed, it's time to sleep yep. train of thought in your brain. Well, your brain really associates certain smells with certain things. Yeah. Like, if you train your brain to associate lavender with calming and sleeping, like, yep. my sister's done that for as long as I can remember, yeah. and especially when she's more anxious, if she doesn't have that lavender, just mm. even on her pillow, it's like she can't sleep. Her yeah. brain's just made that connection. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm out of lavender at the moment. Maybe that's why I'm not sleeping well. <laughs> Waking up these yeah. last two mornings. Yeah, I'm a th- I'm a huge like I know for me though like if I and I'm a stickler for getting my seven to eight hours like mm-hmm. I have to have that and that's why I'm like I will sacrifice anything to get that because I know you know how some people can survive on five hours. Oh my god, I don't I'm understand that. Not one of those people. Yeah. Like I've got a two day window to catch back. I actually work it out too. Like if I haven't yeah. had my eight hours, I'm like, well, let me say I'm three hours there, two hours there, sleeping for twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Catches later. <laughs> So true. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to some of the more sort of meatier uh, yeah. things that we can see. So we've talked about the gut. Um, we talked about the gut and the. I suppose they're the more basic things yeah. that can cause tiredness, but it gets more nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one would be thyroid. Yes. Um, 
I, again, thyroid. like we have talked about thyroid before, particularly when we talked about hormones. hormones yeah. Um, I think we just threw that in the end. We almost forgot that really important gland. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah but thyroid. Whoops, but yeah, if your thyroid is playing up, usually, well, you know, I would say classically if it's hypo, so if it's underactive, underactive. you'll classically be dealing with a fatigue situation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes also when people get overactive, like yeah. I'm getting overly stimulated and so forth, even though they'll feel really anxious and, and wired. wired, there's also a definitely an element of fatigue, fatigue that comes that because it's so overstimulating their body, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So for that one, again, we would be looking 100% at testing, wouldn't yeah. we? We'd be looking 100%. for signs like family history would be asking questions about other things going on with their menstrual mm-hmm. cycle what their skin's like what their hair's like yeah. um we'd be asking basically questions that give us an idea if we're potentially dealing with a thyroid issue yeah um and then realistically we're going to be testing and mm-hmm. we've talked about the testing before we're going to be doing like comprehensive testing to see whether thyroid's an issue we're not just going to go oh maybe it's thyroid let's <laughs> and... just give you a shitload of iodine <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, god <laughs> so if you have a family history particularly i think that's one that needs yeah. to be investigated absolutely yeah which flows on to what we call the HPA axis dysfunction. So this is an involvement of quite a few different systems in the body. So I, I think last time we talked about this, we brushed on it and I forgot the adrenal part of it. Anyway. Oh, yeah, you did afterwards. You're like, hey, hang on. Wait, I forgot the adrenals. They're kind of important. <laughs> I think you felt the A. You said the A like it was yeah, axis. Yeah. Oh, right. God. So for anyone who hasn't, hypothalamic pituitary, <laughs> adrenal axis. So that's basically the involvement of your hypothalamus in your brain area. It's your pituitary. It's um, it, it does involve your thyroid, clearly. It involves your adrenals. So basically everything that has um, to do with our stress hormones, their release, um, the feedback mechanisms between the brain and the adrenals and the thyroid uh-huh. and even the reproductive hormones to a uh-huh. degree as well that they all are just considered like a little um like a spider web network and they just good analogy yep. yeah i liked it <laughs> oh you guys could see my hands with that <laughs> spirit fingers um so <laughs> um so this and this whole axis really has the potential to become affected like if one thing's not working it can cause a whole host of downstream effects Mm -hmm. so stress is a huge one for the hpa axis Mm -hmm. like just any and any sort of stress i'm not just talking work stress family stress um like external stresses internal stresses Mm. can have a massive impact Mm, on this axis as well yeah so um stress itself is i think we could almost do an entire podcast on stress yeah um (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, I'm stressed thinking about stress. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a huge one. But then obviously, um, there's going to be other things that are going to drain these pools. So we've got our adrenals, which are our little mm-hmm. glands that are responsible for putting out a lot of our, you know, a lot of our hormones, especially cortisol, which is our gets up gets gets us up in the morning mm-hmm. and keeps us going throughout the day. And it's obviously very responsive to stress as well. So if you have had, um, a, say, a condition or an event or something where your um, adrenals are basically just pump and pump and pump and out cortisol, uh-huh. you're eventually going to run out of uh-huh. – you're gonna eventually going to run out. You're going to drain that little pool. Yeah, they'll be prunes. They'll In be our prunes. industry, often talk joke about how adrenals are little prunes, yeah, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is where we start to slip into, like, the um, – we go from just being fatigued and tired – Two people that we see, and then they're definitely more. I think adrenal. I'm honestly so freaking sick of the term adrenal fatigue. Yeah. 
But anyway, we'll that's to... why it's really important, as you just said, to explain that HPA access. Yeah. Because the adrenals are really important, but it's There's... not they're just not sitting there on their own. Yeah. It's about their relationship back through to the other organs and what's yeah. happening and how yeah. Stress is actually affecting not only cortisol but how it's affecting the brain. Yeah. So there's that part of the brain too. Um, so let's see if I can pull this out of a hat off the top of my head. Bet you I get it wrong. Is it the hippocampus? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the studies that have shown that under this has freaked me out that with severe stress that oh, it, it the hippocampus will actually shrivels. atrophy. So it basically people it is atrophying and dying. Stress is killing part of your brain. Yeah, it's basically. I remember shrink, seeing that research and like going. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes Oopsie. Yeah. And then there was the signs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your freaking liver, mate. Oh. <laughs> but then there's um there's obviously the signs and symptoms that we were going through, and that's why we were laughing about. Was it the hippocampus? Oh. Was, oh no, was that a different part of the brain? And I think I tagged you in some of the research. I can't remember. We're talking about this last year. Well, we were saying because of the classic signs yeah. that that's happening is it poor memory, yeah. and I cool poor like memory. we can't remember. <laughs> oh, what's that part of the brain? I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, then we were like, oh, like one of them was like, um, you do, like daily activities and you forget what you're doing. Like I'm like that happens. Like <laughs> you walk into a room and I'm like, why am I in this room? What am I doing? Oh my God, Put the milk in. All put the, the milk in the cupboard. Have you done that? Like, I do shit like that all the time. I'm just Constantly like Constantly every day I walk into the pantry, I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. Open the fridge. Yeah. What am I Because your for? brain's just go, 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 going. Yeah. And you're already, yeah. So anyway, clearly we're Jess and I just totally. So basically that means that your brain is dying yeah. people. <laughs> basically our brains are shriveled that little wound. But I think the really important thing about that research was showing that it's about what's happening in the brain. Yeah. those feedback mechanisms and back onto your other organs. So we yeah. can get really hung up on the adrenals and yeah. if someone's tired. Really hung up just, on the thyroid or yeah. at the adrenals, yeah. So and then you've got to think about as a practitioner how you treat that whole axis. So if someone's completely depleted, <coughs> we're going to treat them one way yeah. as opposed to someone who is like just in that really hyper stimulated yeah. area too. So yeah. You know, we don't want to go in and if someone's really stimulated, we don't want to go in and like stimulate yeah. them more. <laughs> or if someone's completely depleted as well, like and you want to build them up. You don't want to like drain more out of there. Pool. So there's a whole different, I keep saying plethora, but there's a it's whole a range like of different aspects that you need to consider. Like yeah. I think people are like, oh, adrenal fatigue, let's just take... It's vitamin C. And oh, not even that. I was thinking the herbs. Yeah. Like, let's let's get them on like um, ginsengs and, and licorice yeah. and that sort of stuff, which are amazing. They but like, you've got amazing. they've got their place for yeah. I think certain types of conditions. Yeah, and but, I just think sometimes too, like the differentiation between like I would say maybe chronic fatigue and maybe fatigue, mm -hmm. like an or adrenal fatigue. Like, I definitely think there's you would treat them both slightly different. Like, mm -hmm. yes, you're dealing with fatigue style conditions but if you're really put if you've got someone who's pushing into that more chronic fatigue picture yeah um you're not going to you're not going to treat them as someone who's tired or yeah. you, you know you, it's a whole different ballpark of treatment and what these people need because they've drained the freaking pool yeah and it's not just their adrenals that are yeah. that are stuffing up you're dealing with a system that is basically just crashing it's around you mode. basically just picture a world that's been bombed <laughs> by meteorites like yeah. things are just dropping left right and center well, pretty much i think when chronic fatigue everything we've talked about up until now is pretty much often on that list. Yeah. Like not all of it, but yeah. I would say like it might be an eight out of ten hit rate you're oh, dealing absolutely. with. Like usually well, that's chronic why it's called a syndrome. Yeah. Such a, this, it's not just oh you've got chronic fatigue, you need yeah. to rest. It's like we need to work out what's going on in your gut, yeah. your thyroid, your adrenals, yeah. how are you managing your stress, what are you eating? Yeah. 
Exactly. What viruses have you cut? Like EBV or glandular fever and CMV, they're huge ones for people that, Mm -hmm. like some people pick up these, you know, latent viruses Mm -hmm. and they will just bounce back from them. They won't cause them some effects. Some people will come into contact with a latent virus maybe in their teenage years or later 20s or whatever and it will just freaking knock them for six. Like they'll be down for count for three months. Every time they get pick up something as well. Like they'll just, like it's like a relapse of those conditions. and. Pay attention to that if you're yeah. one of those people because if you're okay at the moment and you want to stay okay, you your system needs a lot more looking after mm-hmm. than someone who just bounces back from these kinds of viruses because you're potentially that combined with a bit more of a, a stressful episode or another gut infection or an illness of some kind and you're really setting yourself up for chronic fatigue. Yeah, definitely. Like not, not intentionally but <laughs> like you're a candidate. Like it's, yeah. yeah. You mean like if basically if someone's has they're in a state where they've got glandular at that point, yeah, and, and it's knocked up, yeah, 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 and you are that person that really got knocked for, and it doesn't just yeah. have to be glandular; it can be yeah. a whole host of these other viruses. Yeah. But if you know that you never really recovered from that, or mm. you've had this stressful incident in your life, and you just know you've never bounced back from that, and like what Jess was saying, like you just then you're so susceptible to immunological things like you pick up every cold and flu and it mm. really knocks you for six and you're really tired and run down, start looking into mm. that now because we'll often hear that from clients won't we? Yeah. once we case take um, and go sort of deep with them. They'll often say, I've never felt well since, since and yeah. it'll often come back to some sort of viral assault. Yeah. Could be a gastro episode gastro as well. Episode That's often really poisoning, common. But yeah. there's a lot of viral stuff that'll come in there and it can be really early on in their lives. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So it's still like yeah. say that sort of latent virus yeah. that's triggering off a lot of problems. Yeah needs well, to be dealt with plus all these other layers that have yeah. unfolded. Well even just when you look into like glandular fever and just where it hides and how manipulating this virus is. Like I, I'm, t- I'm really fascinated by glandular fever. Yeah. I always have been. I know you say like, but I just, I've done so much research into this virus and just how smart it is as mm. a virus and its capacity to completely destroy a mm. human body or just bring it to breaking point if mm. it has the opportunity to do mm. so. I'm fascinated by it. I just think shit. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, like it is. So like obviously glandular fever is part of it. There's obviously a lot of other things that can be, but yeah, chronic fatigue is not just resting and yeah, uh, that's it. No, yeah. you just need some rest. You just need some rest. Like, yeah, you it's multifaceted. Yeah, yeah the spider web definitely yeah. again good analogy. So for us with something like chronic fatigue, it involves a very thorough case. Um, Chris was just pointing out the time, like, ick. Jess has got to find in about six minutes. There goes my adrenals with a little bit of <laughs> Sorry. stress response. <laughs> but no, it does. It involves really thorough case taking, but mm. usually um, a fair bit of testing yeah. to uncover all of the, these different zones. And yeah. um, in saying that, like, we'll take that with um, a grain of salt, considering where a client's at and how yeah. much they've got to put into testing or maybe they've already had a lot of stuff done but you know we have to look at all of those areas yeah um otherwise you're you're never going to really get to the bottom yeah of the um the what do you say the bucket the bucket the <laughs> pile sand pit i'm <laughs> like what is it what? see there's yeah. that atrophy yeah. again your brain's just shriveled, mate. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to wrap this up because yeah. did you have something? You look no, like you're to I was, say I was just going to say too with chronic fatigue and exercise because we talked about exercise before and sometimes you need to push oh, yeah. yourself and get and do stuff. But if you're actually dealing with chronic fatigue yeah. or anything within that syndrome, then it's a flip side again. Like mm-hmm. there comes a time when you don't push yourself with yeah, exercise. Definitely. And anyway, that's yeah. what okay. I was doing with that. I know. <laughs> <Okay. Water. laughs> 
Okay, guys, um, as always, if you've got any questions, let us know. Just leave them for us on our socials. Subscribe in iTunes. Yes, do. Yep. The more you um, head in there, subscribe and leave us reviews. Yep. is isn't just to give us a big head. It helps other people find us. Yeah. So the more you guys give us reviews, the more we show up in people's feeds and like, hey, these two look pretty cool. Sound pretty cool. Let's have a listen to them. Yeah. So, you know, we want to share. Share the love. Share the love, baby. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty much it. In a nutshell. <laughs> so we will chat to you again in a fortnight's time. Yeah. Um, we're not sure about what, what about at the moment. Oh, we've got two that we really want to cover. Right Actually, around. let's do it now. So, Ooh. okay, we, we've got two big topics. Let's vote. Let's, uh, we can do a vote, but we've got oh, two topics that we're going to... You just spotted. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you spotted a hemp seed. Two topics that we're going to cover in separate podcasts, and they're very, very meaty. So if you want to start leaving us questions about what you want covered... Uh -huh. um, that's do good, do good that now. Call. So we're going to do one on intermittent fasting and the fasting mimicking diet and mm -hmm. all the stuff around that, which is pretty bloody meaty mm -hmm. um, and exciting to talk about. But we're also going to do one on the MTHFR gene mm -hmm. and what it means and what it kind of doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I love this topic mm -hmm. because I think everyone kind of goes, oh, I've got an MTHFR mutation mm -hmm. and prackies jump on and go, oh, you're overmethylating, undermethylating. Yes. I think it's such a fascinating area, but it also – draws a lot of attention when put into context maybe it's anyway we're going to talk about it <laughs> we we're are. going to talk about everything that it means for different areas of the body so if you want to know if you want some stuff clarified on that because mm. i feel like there's a lot of information out there but again like everything it's very confusing and yeah. how worried you need to be we're going to talk about that so mm -hmm. so leave us some questions leave us some questions pop us pop us even just email us if you want to mm -hmm. pop it on our socials and we'll make notes of all of that yeah and in the next kind of month or so they're the two big topics we're going to be for sure covering and very 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 last we um are still running our jcn new year glow program which yeah. is pretty freaking awesome yeah so, and the facebook page has been fun we've had so yeah. many like yeah a couple of really awesome clients just jumping on and posting lots of food and there's no start or finish with that it's not like we just picked four weeks and you can only do it in that four weeks we really want yeah. to run it because it's more of an educational yeah style program to get you into the swing to set you up for the year mm -hmm. so you don't just yeah Definitely. if you're keen book on in great shit that you get <laughs> hemp protein hill will be like cherry seeds pew, pew. collagen um anyway we're gonna go yeah we're gonna go all right chat soon peace out bye <laughs>